Well, amen. And this kid still could be the day. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians and chapter 6, if you'll look there with me as we continue with the messages on the home and in between uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day, I just felt like this would be a good opportunity to spend some time in just uh, preaching on the home and God's blueprint for the home and marriage. Uh, this morning we looked at um, living as one. Uh, you got married, okay, once you got married, then you became one in God's eyes and in heaven as he looks to you, you became one. And now that you've become one this morning, it was living as one, as living as one, you established the atmosphere of your home. You leave your parents' home and you establish your home and uh, you're responsible for that. That's God's plan. As you get married, then uh, as a married couple, then you are to establish your home and the atmosphere of your home is very, very important for your marriage and also for your family. Tonight, the message entitled, You Had a Baby. Changes everything. <laughs> but it's God's plan. That's what comes next. You had a baby. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Go ahead and stand with me. And we're going to be reading verse 1 down to verse 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And let's pray. Father, we bow before you. We thank you, Lord God, that we do have your blueprints for every area and aspect of life, from salvation, from the cradle to the grave. And Father, I pray tonight as we continue on just preaching and teaching the truths about a biblical home and marriage, family, I just pray, God, that you would just help us to open up our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us and make the application as we each and every one have need to, or just work in our midst. For this we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Living as a father. And mother. You had a baby. What does that mean? It means that God has blessed you with a life that he has commanded to honor you. Now stop and think about that. A life, a little human being with an eternal spirit and eternal soul. That's what you just had, or you have had. Some here have had several. <laughs> but in the process and the design that God has, 
It is you to be raised in the admonition of the Lord. When it comes that time that you unite with that person that God has brought into your life that will make you one in marriage. And as you become one in marriage, then you establish your home. No longer up to mom and dad, no longer up to anyone. It's your home, and God would have you to establish your home and the atmosphere that you need in order to live for God in your home. Once you've done that, then you're ready for the next step, and God's plan is living as a father and a mother. Welcome to parenting. (laughs) I remember talking to my oldest daughter, Crystal, and they had their first child, Peyton, and she was scared to death because she said, Dad, is the Bible true and you reap what you sow? (laughs) And I said with a big smile on my face, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to just seeing (laughs) how you raise a little crystal, amen? A little stubborn, (laughs) yeah, but that's part of it. Welcome to parenting, and realize that young people, you do reap what you sow, and more than likely, you're going to have someone just like you to raise (laughs) at some point in your life, (laughs) yeah. He says... And this is to parents more than children, but parents need to realize as you bring in this little person who has an eternal spirit and eternal soul, they're going to one day be married and raise their children. They're going to experience parenting. And so God tells you, for them, children, obey your parents in the Lord. That's important because it's God's will. This is God's design. This is God's plan. And so parents need to look to God and be the examples to their children that God wants them to be. And then the children are to look to their parents and do what they say to be obedient. And more than just being obedient, also to honor mom and dad. You see, when you were single, you didn't realize it, but you really had it made. You know, it's too late once you get married to want to go back and be a dependent of your parents. (laughs) I didn't realize until I moved out of the house how expensive it is to live. You have to pay rent. You have to pay for the electricity that you use and you leave your lights on all the time. You have to pay for auto insurance you have to pay for your own repairs you have to pay for the maintenance and on and on and on and on I go I you don't realize that until you have the responsibilities of paying the bills (laughs) yeah you had it made you were just your parents child but in the process of life you move on. Now you're married, and not only are you married, 
but now you have a baby. And so that means not only are you a wife and a husband, but you add to that title. You don't take that title away. You add to that title. You have even more responsibility now because now you have the title of your parents' child. You'll never lose that. You lose the authority. They lose their authority, but their influence, I trust, will continue to be there because you have given, God has commanded you to always honor them, not to always obey them because you're going to leave their home, but you are to always honor your parents no matter how old they get or how old you get. You honor your parents. And then you have the responsibilities of a husband and the responsibility of a wife. And then as it continues, you take on the responsibility of a mother and a father. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like most young parents, you're scared to death. When that baby is brought into this world. And you question. Can I really do this? Can I be the father to this child that I need to be? Can I be the mother to this child. That God wants me to be. Can I do this? A lot of times in the world because they don't have. God to look to and be strengthened by and the word of God as a blueprint for how to do it, that fear causes them to run away from these responsibilities. Sometimes the fear of a failure causes them to turn to drugs and alcohol, which then they know that the grandparents will take care of them. If I'm not around, if I neglect them, they won't let them starve. They will take them in and and what a sad situation that is when the parent runs from the responsibility of raising the children that God's given to them. But it's sad, but that's happening more and more in society today. You might be many things to many people. But what you need to focus on more than anything else If you're saved, you're God's child. I've said that many a times because as I look back on parenting and I realize that I'm a lot of things to a lot of people. I'm a husband to my wife. I'm a father to my children. I'm a pastor to this congregation. And that can be overwhelming at times. And what helps me is I'm God's child. If you have Christ in your life, you have what you need to handle whatever responsibilities that God would give you in your positions in life. Philippians 4.13, man, so important. I can do all things. You could also say, I can be all things to all people. With Christ's help. So you had a baby. <laughs> now more than ever, you need God's order of priorities. Because you got to keep priorities straight. Life 
can be very complicated unless you follow God's design. And God has an order. God does everything decently in order. And God has a design for order of priorities. You now have another title. You'll have it for the rest of your life. You can get a rose on Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. You can get a pen on Father's Day. Yeah. You've earned it, hopefully. But for the rest of your life, once you had a child, you're going to be, you're going to have a title of being a father. And the title of being a mother. The biblical order of priorities, and as we look here even, children obey your parents in the Lord. God has to be in the midst of that. God has to be in the midst of the parent's life. God has to be in the midst of the children's life, understanding this. So the first priority in our relationships is our relationship with God. It's the foundation to God's blueprint for all things is an individual's relationship with God. Once you get saved, God dwells in you and he knows you best. No matter what else you become, as long as I know first and foremost I am God's child, I have God to look to, and the one thing that you can take to the bank, if you will, God will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the only relationship that's guaranteed. You say, well, my marriage, I, I am dedicated to my marriage because I will never leave my spouse. Uh, we all will leave our spouse at some point because it's the point when a man wants to die. And it all depends on which one will go first, but one of you will leave the other one and in, in through death, if not through some other means. You will leave your spouse at some point. You will experience life without your spouse at some point. You will experience life without children at some point. The responsibility of children at some point. But can I tell you the one relationship that will never leave you nor forsake you that God says I want you to put first on your priority list and that is me, God. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You got to put him first. Amen. Husbands, you want your wife to put God before you. Wives, you want your husband to put God before you because without God, he cannot be the husband you need. Without God, she cannot be the wife that you need. You want your wife to have a close relationship and a walk with God. And you want, ladies, you want your husband to have a close walk with God because God's living inside of you. He's living inside of them. And he knows what this marriage needs. He knows what the other needs. And he can help you to be that completer, companion, helpmate for life. Yeah. First priority your walk with God because that's the foundation for every other position that you'll have 
you look to God. I, I pray this prayer all the time. I, I understand my responsibilities. God, help me to be the husband. Help me to be the father. Help me to be the pastor. God, help me to be what I need to be to others. The very same God's dwelling with each and every one of us here tonight. Have you put him first? In God's order of biblical priorities, next is your spouse. (laughs) Understand you have responsibilities as parents. You have a baby. Understand that. But never neglect the position that you have as a wife and husband. That's next. Never stop working on making your marriage better. You've heard me say this and so true, the most important thing you can do for your child is to love their mother father. The most important thing that you can do for your child is to love their father, wife. Husband and wife, yeah, your parents, but your children that you are raising and the nurture and admonition of the Lord need to see you love one another. They need to see their father love their mother and their mother love their father and you'll not do that unless you are putting your marital relationship in, in the order of priority. Too many, you have children and you let the children consume your lives and you neglect what you need to have in a married relationship. I'm not saying you neglect the children, you can never do that, but you cannot neglect your marital relationship even for parenting. Because if your marriage falls apart, then who's going to be directly influenced the most? The one that loves both of you equally. And now you put them in a position to have to choose. You don't want that. I know, again, I've I've said it before and it's so true. Divorce is inevitable because it takes two to make a marriage, any relationship, what God wants it to be. But understand the devastation that divorce can bring into other people's lives. You need God to help you. If, it, if, it's, if it's inevitable and you're going to find yourself in a divorce situation with children that's going to have to, to look to both and choose one or the other, then you need God more than, more than ever before. You, there's more on you to be all that God wants you to be as that, that, wife, that, that, that spouse that has given the, the attention to their children that they need. Sometimes the other one does not give the right kind of attention. So that means that you have to have a special help from God, a special anointing to be more than what you can be. You got to take the position of a husband and, or a father and a mother. But it's God's order of responsibility. The priority is God. The next is your spouse. You're one with Christ. And you're one with your spouse. You're not one with your child. Because your child will leave you. <laughs> As per God's design. 
as I preached on this morning, you get married. And then one of the first things that God tells you to do when you get married, you leave mother and father. You're not one with mom and dad. You're out of their own bodies, yes. And God used them to produce you. God put that spirit into that, into that womb of the mother and praise the Lord for that. But mm, you're one with God and you're one with each other and your children one day are instructed to leave your home. Not leave you as far as not let you have influence in their life. They're going to honor you for life. But you're at some point, you're not going to be that authority. And they have been instructed to leave you. Both of my daughters left me. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? And I'm so tickled that they somewhat married men like me. <laughs> The same convictions, same standards, same love for God. Both of them in the ministry. Amen. Praise the Lord for God's plan and design. Yeah. They're going to leave you one day. Never stop working on making your marriage better. That's for life. Yeah. Next is your children. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up, bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. We're going to be dealing more with that next week, next Sunday morning. But Psalms 127, again, I love this psalm. Let me just take it back there and read it to you once again. The whole psalms, Psalm 127. Because next is your children and Children will change the atmosphere of your home. And if they are raised biblically, it can add to the joy of the home. Or it can make the home miserable if they're not. Psalms chapter 127. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Both of those are directed to the house home as far as building and keeping it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It's a reward. Children can be a reward. It can strengthen a marriage. It can help bring more things in common to a marital relationship. You need to have things in common. You need to be able to, to do things together, and there's nothing more important than to raise your children together. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are the children of thy youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Happy. Change of atmosphere. You're going to find that out. You just had a baby. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have something waking you up all through the night. And uh, you didn't have a baby to worry about when it starts crying and it won't stop. And it's got a stomach ache. And it can't tell you it's a stomach ache. Or it's got this going on or that going on. And I'm, uh, life changes. But when you keep the priorities in order and keep focused on God, 
that can bring happiness and joy into the home. Next priority is your church. Because God's church has been designed to help families continue to follow God's blueprints for life. Don't neglect that. You need that. It's part of God's plan. Then you have a job. You have, to, you have to support your family. No doubt about it. It's an important responsibility. In the day and age we live in, it takes money to be able to pay to put a roof over your head, to put food on the table. You have to have a job. You have to work. But keep that in its proper perspective, in its proper order of priorities. It's just a job, needed, but it's a job. You never leave a church for a job, and leave a job for a church maybe, but the priorities, unless God is calling you to another church for a purpose, whatever it be God's will, only you can know that. That's God's personal will for your life, but you never seek out a job and leave a church for a job you seek out the church that God wants you to be in because that's a higher priority than the job what if you change up God's order of priorities what happens when you change up what God says And you put a job first. A lot of world does that today. There's a lot of people doing that today. You don't have God. Because if you're not honoring God, you don't have God. If you're not following God's blueprint, you don't have God's building and keeping of the home. Put the job first, you're not honoring God, family, or church. If that's the case, then don't do that. You need to understand that's what the Bible teaches. I, you can't do that. What happens when I put the church first? You're not honoring God or your family. You say, well, I put the church first and everything else. No, 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 no. You have to honor God. You have to put God first. And God says there's a place, a priority for the church. You need the church. But you don't put the church at the head of the priority list. That's not my plan for your life. God says, I'm what you look to. I've, I've established a church. I have a priority for the church, and it's in its proper place, order. It'll be a blessing to you. But when you put the church ahead of God, you say, how can I do that? Because you're not putting the priorities that God told you to put first. The church ought to be connected to God, but the church is not God. Put the church first, and you're not honoring God or the family. 
not God's order. What happens when you put the children first? You're not honoring God, nor your marriage. How can you expect to have a right walk with God if you don't have God in the order that he has given to us a priority? I'm living for my children, and my children are the most important thing. Now, I understand what you're saying here, but listen, that is not what God tells you. God tells you to put him first, and if you put your child ahead of God, you're not honoring God. Thus, you don't have God's building the house and keeping the home. When you put your children first before your your marriage, you're more likely to lose your marriage because you're not working on your marriage. You're working only on parenting. You can't do that. Why? Because it's God's order of priorities. If you, if you put God first, they don't have to conflict that much. They really don't. They kind of come together and they work together. We went into the ministry, the youth ministry, after we had our children, and we just incorporated the children into the youth ministry with us. They thought they were privileged to be able to go to camps and to be able to go to youth meetings and to different things. As long as they didn't come at the youth meetings, they knew their part and they knew their, their place. But we incorporated all of it together, but we have to keep the priorities straight. Children are not to be put first. Children be raised, they are not to raise the parents. Put children first, you're not honoring God or your spouse. What if I put the spouse first? You're not honoring God. If you put your spouse first, she is what you live for or he is all that you live for, you don't have God. Because you're saying, God, I want to put you in the order that I want you to go in. That's not how God works. That's not how God designed the foundation for the home. See, the order is important. The priorities in the order that God has given to us is first of all God. I can't live without God. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I will never be without my relationship with God. Unless I choose not to put him first. Next is your spouse. Because you become one. And it's until death do you part. But you will part. Focus while you're here on keeping that marriage strong. Fixing what's broken as we preached on this morning. Next is your children. Important task. It's like none other. It's raising the next generation. It's important. But you can't raise them 
the way they need to be raised unless they see you look to God and look to their mom and dad. And then your children. And then your church. It's almost impossible in the day, we, day and age we live in now to raise godly children, a godly seed, without having the church. You need to be reminded every time you come through the doors of your responsibilities, of who God is, of what God has for us, of what the Bible says. <laughs> Amen. We need that. We need to be together, have family and church together, learning the very same things, understanding the ways of God, understanding the scriptures, understanding that there is a God and there is a plan and design for humanity and how we are to live and how we are to establish our home. You need the church. Then you need a job. Can I tell you, don't get them out of order. Look to God's order. Keep it in the very same order that God has designed. And you can have God's blessings. If I could have ever head bowed tonight. Only God knows what you need. I don't preach to people, individuals, or situations. I preach the word of God and let the word of God bring conviction where it needs to bring conviction. And when God brings conviction, make some changes, make some decisions. If I failed in one of these areas, I need to go and ask for forgiveness. If I failed God in keeping them first, I need to repent, ask God for forgiveness. If I failed my my spouse, I need to go to my spouse and confess my faults and my failures and ask for forgiveness. If I failed my children, I need to go to my children and ask for forgiveness. Help them to understand this is God's order and this is the way we're going to live our lives. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to establish the home to have the blessings of God. Tonight, what has God revealed to you? What decisions might you need to make. Father, we bow before you. We do love you, Lord, and thank you for the truths of your word. And as we're looking at this foundation for biblical homes and marriages, and God, it's important. We're not going to hear it anywhere else, not in the world. It only comes from your church that's preaching your word, the Bible. So I pray, God, that you'd help us to focus on the truths of your word and make decisions based upon the priorities that you have given to us and outlined in the Bible. Bless now in this invitation tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.